All right, everybody, welcome back once again to Film Buffs. I'm here with Jono, and today we are going to discuss a little bit about the Oscar 2019 list, and in particular, we're going to talk about Black Panther. So, the uh, Oscar noms came out, and Black Panther was on the Best Picture list. Uh, Jono, what do you think about that decision? Uh, well, Dan, I think it's... Uh... I don't really get it. I don't either. I don't. I, I mean, I get, I, I get it, but I don't. <laughs> I think we all get it in a sense, but yes. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't. I, I feel. I feel like it's an interesting dis- like uh, decision for them to have made, but I think it's a total representation of what they were talking about doing last year or at least they there's a just they're trying to make a shift and i think that the oscars are not doing very well and people aren't watching them because mm-hmm. but i don't i don't think that's for the problems that they think they're i don't think that they're the problems they think they're having are actually the problems they're having i think a lot of people just kind of aren't interested at least in the united states and what Hollywood's elite are patting themselves on the back for doing throughout the year. I think people have kind of lost interest in what uh, what's going on there. Mm-hmm. That's my just initial thought on the Oscars marketing choice to shift how they appreciate and honor movies. Yeah, well, I I had heard they were going to introduce a most popular film category, which is a very bizarre right, category yeah. for an award ceremony. Like, how do you an award? How do you award a film for being the most popular? And like, what? What's the criteria for being the most popular? Is it box office? Is it reviews? What? Like it's it's kind of a it's kind of difficult to really pin that one down. I guess you'd have to go by box office. Yeah, I I guess that would that that's my guess. I don't really know any other way. I get, or I could, I guess it could be based on <laughs> marketing budget too, or <laughs> something, like a number of factors. I'm sure there's a, there's criteria that it has to meet. Yeah, we're in the middle of award season right now for the company I work with too, mm-hmm. and uh, it's. Uh, and how many viewers does that get? Oh, it's not even a viewed thing. Like it's, <laughs> of course it's, not, right? It's just, it's just a magazine, basically. It, you get you get a trophy in the end. You get published. And yeah, you're like the winners are like here are the winners for this category. Great, everybody and um it's just awards like that's it it's and you have to just meet a couple of criteria you have to have certain amount of types of work and that fit into this category and maybe some metrics depending on who's depending on what you're pushing i work in advertising so but uh yeah it's uh it's it's just awards (laughs) yeah exactly like it is just awards they're internal and they're they only matter to the people who's involved in them so yeah, that's, that's why I, that's why I made the joke like, oh, how many viewers do you get? It's like, of course, it's not yeah. televised because there's only a handful of awards that are televised. And it's kind of yeah. silly that the idea that we should all care about the Oscars. I personally haven't really cared about them for I, we used to have a family tradition of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. watching them together. We would order we would order a bunch of food in and yeah. all gather around and see who won and. I used to like it for the host, but hosts uh, in the past few years have really yeah. uh, fallen off. Well, uh, <laughs> I uh, I stopped watching the year that Chris Rock did that because I thought that was a, a pretty disgraceful way to do an award ceremony. I can't really recall recall much of what he did, but uh, basically uh, every time he came out, he made some sort of racist comment. 
It was uh yeah. Mm-hmm. It was there was no class involved in it. Yeah. Yeah, I I I vaguely remember it and I vaguely remember being like, meh. Okay. Yeah. Uh but I mean, this is all this is all just Hollywood's thing, right? Like the, they're constantly there's always some I just feel that for for all the purpose they feel they must have in the world, it just always feels like Hollywood is trying to. It's just grabbing at something every year. I just don't, and it's uh, it it's just increasingly become more and more about who can say something on stage that will yeah. be socially or culturally yeah. relevant, and uh, yeah. it just becomes this thing where it's like, oh, come on, everybody, like, we're just here to watch your, I mean, some people are watching for that, I guess, um, but uh, for the most part, it's just like, what impact does this actually have? Um, you going up there, like, the most wealthy, privileged people Mm -hmm. despite no matter what background they're from they're all just like incredibly well off and just telling the world what they should be doing and it's just it's they're not relatable it's the the awesome and people will just kind of see through that veneer now and i think that's kind of a big a big reason why people aren't interested in it they don't want to be preached at by the people who are basically jumping around in costumes all day (laughs) (laughs) well it's like that classic story of when uh in was it 1972 when marlon brando was given the oscar for the godfather he sent the the uh native american woman to accept and she was in native american garb and gave this whole like speech about the uh the bad treatment of the native americans then it turned out afterward that she wasn't even native american Oh, I didn't know that. I, re- I knew that. See, that's the thing is like you don't like the story of the first half of that story. I'm aware of. I didn't know that that was actually uh, that's how it actually turned out. Yeah, but it I'm, wouldn't I'm surprise pretty sure that's me how it that went. That... I think she was an actress. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, oh, it's fascinating. Yeah, but that's uh, that, that's kind of I was actually going to say that I feel like that was one of the bigger kind of um moments in in oscar history where something mm-hmm. like that was such a you know they they have a big audience that they're reaching with this stuff and like uh, that's the first one where i felt like okay they're trying to stir something up and i feel like ever since then i wasn't alive then and for many decades after that i'm guessing <laughs> but uh what year was that the 80s it was 1972 uh maybe 73 because so the, the film came out in 72 yeah it would have been the '73. Oh, okay. Case. Yeah. So we would. Yeah. So it would have been a, a little before our few time. Years till I came around. Yeah. <laughs> but I. I don't know what happened in the Oscars those years. But growing up, I remember like, you know, there was always somebody who had to say something or just something scandalous happened. Yeah. It's, that's kind of what it's become, and it's. It's really not that entertaining at the end of the day, yeah. and it doesn't really feel like we're, it's worth your time. It's so long to watch, too. Yeah, and know? like you said, like it, it rings hollow. You know, when Leo finally won Best Actor a few years back for The Revenant, he got up and he did his bid on climate change. It's like, well, you know, it would actually be nice to see that maybe your career and what you do means something more than just bringing awareness to climate change. You know, like, yeah. um, you know, the best ones, like, as crazy as it was, you know, when Halle Berry won, it was like she was so emotional and it was it was insane. But at least, you know, you you saw it meant something to her. There was a genuine meaning behind that speech. Yeah. Yeah. Like and she was she was very thankful to. Yeah, I remember that speech. And yeah, she was just like genuinely appreciative of 
what 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 she what people had given the opportunity for her to do and what she did with it like i i think that's really great and that's that feels genuine even though it's like it feels right it maybe not genuine but in the right pocket at least yeah when you're when you're when leo goes up there it you're right like i mean there's something to be said about somebody who goes up there and says and feels like they're I think he's actually grabbing for something greater because he realizes what he does is really not that great. <laughs> it's not that helpful to the world. So they're trying to use that platform to give themselves impact and meaning mm. in the world, right? Beyond just like, oh, people like my movies. So there, there's something noble in that. But um, for the most part, most people don't really uh, care too much, right? It just, it just kind of, it, it actually kind of... Sh- turns things around a little bit and it makes you realize oh, yeah this award ceremony really isn't anything like he doesn't really care so much that he's won the oscar he wants to go up there and f- make some kind of a point that's mm. what he's hap- that's what he actually wants to do because he's already successful he yeah. doesn't need a golden statue anymore and you're like oh okay this really doesn't matter why am i even watching this yeah. am i just watching this to be told Remember, everybody, there's a problem in the world. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? yeah. I'm just waiting yeah. for the one person who's got, who's just feels like they have something to say. And it's like, well, you saying it isn't really all that more helpful than everybody else who's saying it, right? It's As a matter of fact, it's like you just, like a, a, somebody on CNN, a, a scientist who's far more credible should actually be more and we have a lot of that going on so it's like leo saying it at the oscars it's hollow like you said right yeah well they heard it (laughs) there was another one where helen no not helen Mirren. um who's the other one uh the great female actress um uh, what's her name i don't know (laughs) No, everyone knows her name. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Okay. Mer- oh, Meryl yeah. Streep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Sorry, Meryl Sorry. Streep. I know you're a huge fan of the podcast, but um, she's always listening. She calls always me after a, every yeah. podcast. I know. She's like, oh, that was great. I get a text as well. You know, always that little thumbs up. Yeah, she's yeah. great. She's fantastic. Fantastic lady. But when she got up one year and she made a, she went on about the gender pay gap. It was like, whoa! Like, you are the top of your pinnacle. You know, you make just as much money as tom hanks or anyone else up there you know you're not being discriminated against and you're getting up there and whinging about the gender pay gap it was like bro yeah yeah bro (laughs) (laughs) but it is true that i completely agree it's like again it totally rings hollow it's like you are not you are not the the spokesperson for this right like yeah yeah, it's just yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work. It's, it's preachy, really... and nobody wants to be preached at when you're trying to watch like a silly awards ceremony. Why do we even bother? I haven't watched them in four or five years now, but it's such a weird thing that we we get there's so much like media attention and we're, like directing our all of this energy towards like oh my who like yeah yeah yeah. But well, you know what? The point of this podcast is to talk about Black Panther, and the reason why I brought it up is because I. Th- I really don't think this is a good film. Just going to start the podcast that way. And that's why I wanted to relate it to the Oscars, which is supposed to be about the best film of the year. Well, that's great that we're talking about it now and that we got all of that out of the way because sorry for any listeners out there, but I was peeking a lot during most of that. So (laughs) (laughs) you're going to have to bring me down a little bit. All right. I'll take care uh, of you, Johnny. I'm sorry. Thanks. That's great. Well, while we're talking about audio, I hope hope mine's okay today. I'm in a different room, 
and there's an air conditioning system right above me that uh, makes a oh, lot of noise. No. So there might be picking up a little bit of that, but it uh, should be okay. Anyways, Shoot. on to Black uh, Panther. Hold the phone here. <laughs> What's going on? Dan, I think we have to restart. Were you not I'm recording? recording? I'm recording off of my freaking computer. Oh. Uh, okay, well, we'll uh, just just switch over. And we'll just make a note of that at the beginning, because I think it was a good conversation anyway. It was. Maybe you can cut in back if are that's all right. Yeah, are you... Yeah. S- let's, let's cut. Let's pause. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Continuing on, we got Jono's mic sorted out now, so... Um, Anyways, as I was saying, Black Panther, I don't think is a good enough film to be considered a best film of the year. What? <laughs> Mock surprise. You're crazy. Nah, I don't think the so. The Academy says it's good. <laughs> I say it's good. I agree, Dan. I don't think it was... Uh, I, I'm, I think this is just... You see something like this and you're like, Really? No, okay, come on. Like, really? Yeah. What? what? It, it, it's pandering. It, it is pandering, and I and I thought that. Uh, I mean, it's not to say that like it wasn't an entertaining movie, but we're not talking about something that was. I I don't think based on like its, you know, merits that yeah. this film is very, uh, it, that it's anything. Uh, like award worthy Uh, and that's and that's not an insult to the work itself it's not that it wasn't entertaining it's not that they're that black panther's not a cool character it's not that you know that that the story and everything is really great or or, well i wouldn't say really great. yeah no i I, see i would disagree with you on most of those points actually i didn't think well i'm not what i'm saying yeah i know what you're saying there's a lot of flaws there's i agree i think it's i think it's like not a great movie first of all and that's why I'm like, and I, I, I can't see why it's award worthy from a film perspective. And that to me takes away from this potentially winning an award. It really kind of, to me, it's like, okay, well, artistically speaking, the bar is really low for the Oscars, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, and it's a drastic change. Like we we talked about the Oscars before, and like how we how they how they've changed, and like what's traditionally gone through that award process and made it a top. And let's be fair, like there's a lot of campaigning and money that goes into this in yeah, the first 100%. place. Yeah. Um. So like the validity of it and uh, is like the awards is kind of laughable at the in at the same time. Yeah. But like this this movie is not something that's the best picture of the year i'm sorry it's just not if, it's if not. this is the best picture of the year and again um judging it on its like pure film form it's and story and all of that stuff it's like well this is what the oscars are right yeah. that's what it's that's it's a film award show right yep. like so all of these things should factor in oh now yeah it should be it should be it should be 100 percent objective and like these are the criteria that we have, you know, like it, it you know, what upsets me too, is it kind of d- denigrates the other films in its category, you know, to, to put them up there with, because what's up there. I think it's a stars born, which was, you know, decent. Um, you can listen back to our podcast for that one, Bohemian Rhapsody. I hated it, but whatever. Um, the green mm-hmm. book, which I really want to see, but looks quite good. Cause Viggo Mortensen usually picks some great projects. Um, yeah. 
Um, then there's a few others that I'm, I don't have the list in front of me right now, but when you put great films in the category and then put a very mediocre film in the category, it's kind of like, meh. It brings them all down in a sense. Well, I mean, yeah, you listed a, a number of films that I would say are better than Black Panther. Um, yeah. And uh, had uh, as as films and like art, like a lot of really great um, artistic choices can be pointed out in those films. I don't think they're great films either. It, it does show that they've kind of gone more in that popular pocket, right? So it's... It's quite obvious what they're doing, but to me, seeing that drastic shift to, like, the mediocre is now what is the expectation for that. Yeah. And then we'll actually put in some pretty, like, I haven't seen um, the Viggo Mortensen film. Green Book. But I'm sure it's a, the Green Book, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure it's a fine movie, like, uh, and you're right, Viggo generally picks some pretty interesting films that are well-written and yeah. have some pretty... Um, you know, heavy stories to them, and he's a great actor, and usually he works with really great actors too. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the only one in that I've seen in that entire category. I'm like, yeah, that seems kind of like the norm, but yeah. and and I, but I'm not saying that I'm not saying that the norm. Some people might be like, oh, the norm, yeah, exactly. Things need to change. It's like, well, no, they don't. Like a film, it where where the norm is that the films being selected are generally supposed to be thought-provoking well yep. shot mm-hmm. well written well um, acted well directed well, well acted, produced great well designed yeah. you know there's the categories that great you list characters them in, you know all the other categories should be you know if you have a film that is nominated for best picture you should be nominated in all the other categories as well because all those other categories make up your best picture yeah so. and what, to what you said that this brings them all down it's like well uh, to be honest, they've just kind of brought the whole category down and made it obvious what is most likely going to win based mm-hmm. on, again, it's it the credentials that we've come to expect of a good film. Yeah. You know, these, these shouldn't be things that we've seen before. And I guess you can make the argument there's some things in Black Panther that we've never seen before. Sure. Fine. But uh, as from a story perspective and uh, from a you know character perspective uh, we've seen this stuff a lot like this isn't anything new as a matter of fact it's in a ways a a carbon copy of it's it's a marvel formula i mean sure but okay so what do you think was was new and original with this film because as far as i can see the only thing that i'm just gonna say the reason that this film has been nominated for best picture is because it's got an all-black cast yeah, I think that uh, I that's would... I think that is the only reason, and so by that reasoning, then you should put Crazy Rich Asians in that category too, which I was another. They did. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But I thought, oh, I f- if I that's what that you're gonna uh... do, that's what you gotta do because that was a, again another, you know, just mediocre film, and we've talked about that here as well. You know, it was nice, it was whatever, but nothing stand out. Yeah. Uh, it's well that's the thing it's like it's it's an okay film like and i I agree like that's obviously it's the cultural impact is what this film is now being brought into this for right sure yeah and uh 
like you said it, it that's where it is i guess different i can't i can't say i'm not like a huge film buff where i go all the way into like the behind the scenes cast and crew and all that stuff and to realize that all of the people are of a specific ethnicity um but i mean if that's the thing that makes this an oscar worthy film um well i i i don't i don't necessarily i feel like that should be a new category then because <laughs> yeah it should be know. the most like i don't know culturally woke film of the year or something like that sure, or something <laughs> like that yeah i don't i don't think that you have to you know i, I just feel like it, it makes it makes the the genre or just makes the category in itself just kind of this really really weird kind of confusing uh, almost like what what is this now like yeah. what is this even like is what is what are these awards about like exactly and, it, and that's people what can appreciate the film but it's like it's sorry it's just not a great film like yeah. it's not like it's uh, i can jump a, i can i'm not going to score it now but like it wasn't a great film and it's kind of a passable film i would argue a, a marvel passable yeah i think it for me it was on the very low end of a marvel film in and of itself you know as a film in general i didn't like it and as a marvel film i thought it was uh well let's get into what we didn't like about this film sure so for me i just like right away the cold open i thought was not interesting it was pretty boring honestly and it, it felt like it was reverse engineered like it wasn't written to go there but it was part of the scene you see later on the flashback scene and then in post they needed one and they cut that intro and put it in there mm-hmm. like it, it just it was not an exciting cold open yeah uh i i didn't okay re- let's walk walk through that uh, the opening again I the cold open it's uh it starts in oakland it's the kids outside playing basketball and then the you sort of yeah, see okay. the 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 ship go over the house and then you go inside and then there's the interaction with the brothers the wakanda brothers oh yeah yeah right. the old king okay. um t'chaka shows up and his brothers apparently is a traitor or he's dealing arms to what i assume were the the la gangs the bloods and the crips yeah right because it starts out in the early 90s which when those riots or those gang wars were happening right but yeah it was just it, like it, yeah it was kind of a yeah obviously yeah it was a bit of a a blah opener yeah I yeah there was, there was nothing in that that really gripped me as an audience well, i didn't member. really remember it well the, <laughs> there you go so it's a pretty bad cold open uh yeah and this is the thing is like i wanted to like this film i'll precurse this with that like i thought black panther uh in civil war was a super awesome character i loved it mm-hmm. uh, i thought he was i thought he was probably one of the most interesting characters in the mcu in um in recent memory i would put him up there with like as far as like characters that get me excited, I would say Captain America didn't really excite me, and mm-hmm. the first Avenger, I wasn't that into that movie either. Um, and uh, it was okay. I just didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I don't think it's a great film I, overall. I I watched it. I'd watch it again, but just for entertainment value. Um, Iron Man, I got ex- I get excited about that character. Like when he came in and you know started become an iron man it's like this is really cool and you get really excited about the suit and you're like this guy's a really cool hero a really cool character and i want to know more civil war i thought they set him up to be um like a great character layered character as well like he's got uh he's he's the one they're chasing at the beginning of that film right 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, at the beginning of Civil War. Yeah. He doesn't really come in till uh, till stuff really goes haywire, right? His dad gets uh, his dad gets killed at the at the bombing thing, and then he thinks it's um, he thinks it's the Winter Soldier. Oh wait. Wait a minute. That that movie. Am I confusing films? No, no. He was in Civil War. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Okay, I I forget a lot of Civil War to be honest. Um, that one I didn't love either, but oh, you uh, didn't like it. I liked Civil War. I thought it was. I, I didn't. I didn't think it was amazing. Um, I actually liked Batman v Superman better because those k- films came out around the same time. Oh man! Yeah. So many pe- if, of all the pe- all the hundreds of thousands of people listening to this, you just lost probably seventy five percent of that crowd, Dan. I know. I'm sorry, and I'm not going to detract from uh, Civil War. It's just. Uh, I thought Civil War was a more compelling film overall. Sure, I'd have to watch it again to really give an opinion on it. But um, yeah, I mean, we have we, they're they're better they're they're better established characters that you care a lot more about, and when they butt heads, and they really f- the the focus on that film comes comes down to those two characters, which is really good. And then you have this setup for Black Panther, yeah, and he's a really cool character. He comes and he's got a lot of mystery around him, but also his. Uh, um, him as just the king of Wakanda uh, and becoming the king of Wakanda he's got all this conflict and he has a pretty good arc I'd say like he's filled with hate he wants re- revenge finds out who actually killed his dad and doesn't want and doesn't think that re- revenge is actually the ultimate answer to his uh, to his struggle right yeah he, thinks ju- he, he kind of he comes into the mindset of the Avengers and that's in that film right which is really good so he's a really layered interesting cool character and just like awesome and then he gets this film yeah that's just like blah you know it's just like it, it it's a it's just i was just like i've i feel like i've seen and heard these jokes before these characters mm-hmm. are they this just feels like a formula but then it also has a lot of really cheesy kind of stereotypical yeah. stuff going on in it too like Killmonger was just corny gangster he, he was not like, a good actor man he was not good in it i he don't, was and like not, people are like, like he's one of the best villains i was like no you way he was, i thought what he was it? horrible he was painful to yeah. watch in that film yeah. like just the, as the, an like, actor it was it was not strong it was not a strong performance i haven't seen him in anything else like especially when you put him up against the guy who played T'Challa cuz I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. I thought he was too. Like he's he's a really interesting character and yeah. and a great I think he's a good actor too and Yeah. You put Michael B Jordan in there and it's Oh just, yeah, that's right. Just, that's who it is. Yeah. I have seen him just, in Creed. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like apparently he's people really like him and he's he's apparently awesome i haven't really seen him in much i've i've seen i've only seen this to be honest and i was like that was a bad intro to him as an actor i was like this is really really cheesy Mm -hmm. like and such a cliche um but then people are like you know oh but he has uh he has purpose as a villain and you you can relate to his cause and i was like can you i get can you relate to it (laughs) <laughs> you can you can understand where he's coming from like that he has the elements of what thanos has in the the avengers right like you 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 he's not just trying to take over the world he's doing it for a reason but in the end i really get the impression he's like take over the world basically like that's what he wants arm to do. everybody he wants, he wants to basically he I, this is it he wants to kill all of the white people in power and give 
uh, vibranium weapons to all the black people in the world so that they can rule the world. Yeah. That's his goal. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, that just doesn't seem... It just seems like a. it's a terror. I mean, he's a villain. It's supposed to be evil, but it's almost kind of like, what? You know, like, I don't I don't really see what's going. It's and the, the I, I just did, I didn't really get it. I was like, OK, so you're super angry and this is you just want basically a, a race war, I guess, in yeah. the end. Like and I I kind of felt like that people were like okay we uh, I, I got the impression that people were finding his cause like as a villain understandable and i was like okay uh that i don't necessarily think i i i felt like that theme kind of uh resonated with audiences more it's like you know how do you say this like making up for the you know basically getting vengeance for the past yes and i did I feel did like that's what this that, film was about in a lot of ways i did feel that too and that was like that there was that undertone and it was put on the side of evil and in the end they do come full circle and they do actually have like a good message in the end mm-hmm. yep. but at the same time i felt like that message maybe it, did, it kind of felt muddied in the villain's 100%. message because yep. he was he was actually painted kind of as a, a martyr in the end and a good mm-hmm. guy sort of. And I was like, there's kind of, it's kind of, it kind of doesn't balance well, you know, yeah. you don't yep. you kind of get this weird weight of the message at the end mm-hmm. and you're, you feel like this tension about it, but it, it feels like it, it just didn't really work. It didn't land well. And it just kind of felt confusing at the end. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. Like, there's a lot of um, a lot of that, like, making up for the past. You know, there's the line where he's in the museum and he steals the vibranium thing. And he says, um, he says, what, like, you didn't steal everything from our cultures? And he calls her colonizer, I think. And it was just like, yeah. it's like, well, first of all, anyone, like, every culture in the world at some point in their history has done that they they go and they kill other people and they take their stuff that's just human history but then to flip it and use the word colonizer it it, let's be honest man like his intent behind that was the n-word right like they just made a new n-word with that i was like wow that was like not okay yeah yeah and then uh do you you know what i mean did you get that as well like i was just like whoa that's well, not cool. <laughs> he's it's hard to say this, but I mean, it's it is he is basically just like being a bit racist <laughs> in that situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like let's be real about it. Like let let's let's call a spade a spade. He's yeah. he's angry about the past and and he wants to start a race war and I get that they're they're vilifying they that he is a villain, but I I don't know. I just feel like there's a weird kind of ringing true cultural thing about that that uh that type of anger and like and it's just and it just felt i don't know i i i didn't really know how to read it i just kind of was like okay i'll just keep going we'll keep going through the movie and like keep and see what he does with this but he just felt like i don't know over just over justified in a way and being 
that way and he and i was kind of like is he is he seen as a bad guy or is he seen justified in this well he's the he's the righteous victim right yeah but also what was odd to me about that character though is like he's wakandan even though he grew up in um oakland so at the end when he he says that line about it like i learned from my ancestors that it's better to to die than to be in a cage you know, when he talks about his ancestors jumping over the ship, I was like, wait a minute. Your dad is Wakandan and didn't experience that. So I'm not sure the history of your mother, but maybe that's where it comes from if his mother was American. But, like, <sighs> there's also. Wouldn't his dad be pretty well off, too? I know they lived. Yeah, his dad was a prince. The, yeah, so he prince would have been, Wakanda. like, sponsored to be there, right? Yeah. Like, obviously, his brother's coming in and checking on him with their high tech. So, like, he's not. Yeah. I know that they see, like, the way that the way that people are living and that's why he feels like a greater cause and there is something there is something to be said about that theme like there's this culture that hides itself from the world and basically hoards its wealth and does all of these things so that's the thing is like there is that theme there it's just like i don't know it's it and maybe that's why people think that they're a good villain because they feel like he is actually kind of the righteous victim in that situation right but Overall, I don't, and I, I just don't feel like he did a great job of portraying that, and I also yeah. didn't feel like uh, it was. He he's, just he's felt, unidimensional. He, That's the problem. Like he's yeah, he's unidimensional, he and he plays that angry, spoiled brat thing the whole time. Like, yeah, and that that's that's part of it too. <sighs> but, but then he also what, what was like about he this? he is a he is kind of a he is a like a a bit of a cliche stereotype gangster character yeah like i i thought that that was kind of like this is this is kind of weird for him to be acting that like this as this character and like you know when like uh the black panther comes back and and to fight him he's like he's basically thought that he's dead and he comes back as the black panther and he's approaching him on the field and i can't remember what he says but he's like what's up you know just like oh he's yeah yeah he's like oh that ritual shit's over now i'm the king it's like really he just challenged you to a duel and you're just yeah. going to try yeah. and sh- shrug it off. Like, but I was like, this is you weird be king for a day. Corny. Like, I was just like, it's just, this character is, he's not, he wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of painful to watch mm-hmm. as an acting performance. And like, if he was told to act that way, I, I don't know if he was directed to, but uh, it just felt, it felt really like, off something something was off about it the whole time and and just from like a like a pure performance um point of view right it just didn't feel like it didn't land it it was really awkward you know it was so i didn't uh yeah i i i can't say that i found this film really all that uh interesting and like it wasn't it wasn't compelling and i think if you're going to try and make a film that deals with or, or even a progressive film that deals with race issues i don't think that you can come at it from a point of hatred and revenge and trying to make up for the past like this film is trying to do yeah um, but do there's you a, think, there's okay, a hang on there's a really really great film it's called hostiles with uh um christian bale and that movie is all about race and overcoming racism and dealing with it and they do it in such an amazing way 
I highly mm-hmm. recommend that film. And that's a good way to try and address an issue, deal with it, have good, strong character arcs, and move on without just being like blatantly angry about something and um, and trying to just, let's call it white guilt, because I think that's what it is a lot of the times in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think, okay, so like, this kind of comes back to what I was saying about the uh, the Black Panther's contrast with him, right? Mm-hmm. So he obviously, he doesn't relate to him. He didn't grow up in America. He's, you know, in a wealthy country, the wealthiest, apparently, apparently. Um, and uh, self-sustaining and all that stuff. And he's super well off, couldn't be more well off. And so is most of his country, I'm guessing. Um and uh, so, like, I think most people would say, oh, but actually the message at the end is quite positive. It comes at this, like, we this we don't deal with racism like that. Where do you think that that message cause mm, interesting, yeah. failed? Because like, it, it is there. It is there, but it kind of feels... Well, I remember... To, okay, so yeah. this, this is what I got from that. It was sort of like, you know, America in the, the Second World War was isolationist, right? When all the world's at war, they're sort of... You know, there's a line in, I think it was in Pearl Harbor, where the president says, uh, we're building refrigerators while our enemies build bombs, right? That's that's the isolationist attitude. Right. And it's not until they entered the war that they were finally able to really contribute. I know there's a lot of, you know, underlying stuff with that statement, but that's the broad strokes. Um, so that's sort of w- part of what I was getting from. It's like, yes, you do have a responsibility as an advanced nation and as a wealthy nation to step in and and try and guide and help the world right we we all want to move forward together so i like that i like that that's what t'challa is all about uh Mm -hmm. you know he he is the opposite of killmonger in that sense and that he's open-minded he's um you know when he goes to his dream state and he sees his father he's like yes come to us it's time to take your place in this weird black panther realm i'm not sure what that is uh, but he he chooses to stay and he chooses to go back in a fight. So I like that about him, and and he's always looking to open the borders and contribute in a way that's not violent. Mm-hmm. Um. So. And that yeah, is, it's 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 I, it's not an easy question. It's not because it is there, and you can yeah. you can it's it's it feels a. Uh, and you know what? I didn't. I didn't watch this as like a. I didn't feel like it was like. I didn't get offended by it in any way. I was. I really just kind of watched it as like, okay, I'm. I, I, I'm interested in this character. That's what I went into mm-hmm. it with, and I was like, okay, well, there's a. There's definitely this component to it, and sure, like and like you said, um, hostiles. You there's plenty of examples of films dealing with these issues and doing yeah. it successfully. I just felt like this one didn't uh i just feel like it didn't successfully flip it well again i I was the balancing thing i Mm -hmm. i didn't feel like i didn't feel like the weight on the flip at the end towards the positive message necessarily resonated as much yeah it kind of felt it kind of felt forced um and it it also it it all just felt very all the conflict felt very obvious and surface level i guess oh man 100%. and it didn't really dive into too many solutions and again i i don't know why but it just felt like the positive message at the end fell a little bit flat mm-hmm. for me and because and it was a it was a great message like i watched it again i've seen it a few times now 
And I was like, yeah, it's there. But I sometimes forget that it's there. Yeah. You know? Well, I think the film is trying so hard to be so woke and so relevant. Like, there's one scene where... Who's the the cousin guy who ends up being a traitor but is married to the general girl? Um, He's out there talking and T'Challa comes up and it's like the rural Wakanda that everyone sees. Right, so yeah. there's there's two Wakandas. There's the real Wakanda and then the pretend Wakanda, which is supposedly poor and, and a farmer and um, farmers, right? Yeah. There's a line where the guy says to T'Challa, "He's like, we need to do more." And he's like, "What should we do more?" He's like, "Immigration. We could do more with immigration." He's like, "What do you mean? Like, no one knows about your desirable part of the nation. Like, who's trying to immigrate to a rural?" Wakanda. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't make sense. It's like nobody's really trying to immigrate to Rwanda. You know? Yeah. Um, that's just not the state of, of the world, right? So it was, again, just that like trying to make a statement when the rest of the film doesn't really support why you're trying to make the statement. Because then even at the end, yeah. I, I, was, I thought about that. And I was like, maybe I'm wrong. But then at the it starts with like, oh, this little tiny nation of Wakanda, their king has died. Nobody really knows anything about it, but hey, that's the king is dead. Then they have that thing about the immigration, and then at the end they come back and he announces that Wakanda is going to participate in the world. And the guy said, What are you gonna like contribute? You're just a bunch of farmers. So that is the perspective of the world to that nation. So why do you think why would you put that line in there that people are trying to immigrate to this desirable place when they don't even know about it? Yeah. Well, I guess they will. Well, but they will now, but before it's like we haven't opened the borders, we're a closed society, we're a secret society at that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole nation of of a secret society. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a tough one to it's a tough one to actually I guess talk about because it's just you you don't it's 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 hard to kind of pinpoint a few things in there because it's just it, it feels it feels like a very flat film overall like mm-hmm. the the themes are just that you I don't know they don't they don't feel very deep um no and uh, it, but you I get the impression that they're trying to be and like when it it's funny when you kind of layer these into a superhero movie too, right? Mm-hmm. Especially one with a villain that's very not interesting yeah. to watch and perform. It's just it's just like, okay, this just isn't resonating very well. And like some people might say like, well, yeah, maybe it doesn't resonate for you, but it resonates for other people. Um, I, I feel like there's been a really good, solid pr push behind this film that's really helped with its perception but i think if you look at it at 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 surface level even and without diving even too deep into it it's kind of like you can pull it apart pretty quickly and say this really doesn't it's not a very great film overall and not certainly something that's not worthy of an oscar yeah Um, well it there's so many silly moments too like when they go and they find the body of t'challa at the uh the the snow tribe's home i don't know what they're called but you know the other king yeah. they try and give him the black panther thing and he's got him on ice like he's literally covered in snow and they're like why is he in the snow he's like it's the only thing keeping him alive 
It's like that's just that's just not even physics, man. You put an unconscious body in the freezing cold for more than twenty minutes and it's dead. Yeah. You know, it's like that just made zero zero sense. I, that was so silly to do. Yeah. Also, if you're gonna live in the snow, like you gotta wear full clothes. Just I I didn't like the costume design either. I thought the costume design and a lot of the production design wasn't good. It didn't make any sense. I thought there were a lot of really bad production choices in this. I, I saw a number of behind the scenes things on just the, even the CG work. And it's the really CG quite, was horrendous. It was terrible. And a lot of people actually did say that out of the gate when it first came out. They're like, the CG is pretty bad in this film. Yeah. Um, and it really doesn't help with like a lot of stuff in this movie really took me out of the experience. And like, okay, 100%. this is CG. This line is really weird. That, uh, that, choice of uh performance is odd like everything i was like i'm like i don't feel fully immersed in this film because everything is yanking me out of it Mm -hmm. and i just i can't i i couldn't really get into the character and really be interested in a character character that i really wanted to be interested in yeah um which was like really quite disappointing for me i was like this is gonna be a great film even what they did with this suit i just thought like they kind of took what they did and set up and kind of wrecked it <laughs> you know <laughs> like well, you have this really interesting layered kind of mysterious character from this really interesting place that um is totally uh, like not like you haven't seen something like that i guess in too many movies like well man, that's not true well, but then you get you have all this wonder <laughs> woman <laughs> yeah i guess so and then uh you have all this like technology that's kind of cool to do and it kind of got really lazy you know it's like here's a suit that absorbs kinetic energy and explodes and it's purple and like all these like kind of stupid features and it's just like this isn't this isn't cool like anymore it's it's not because here's here's my biggest thing it's like okay so you got a bulletproof suit right yeah he's he's bulletproof if you're bulletproof and you're in combat you do not expend the energy to be a ninja like that. Like, he's flipping all over the place and jumping and swinging and avoiding bullets and avoiding hits. It's like, you don't need to do that, dude. You just walk straight at him, and you kill him. You know? It's like, you're the Terminator. That's what you are in a bulletproof suit. Basically, yeah. And you don't... And that's that thing that was really good about Civil War, is you put him... You kind of had this, like, brute force character that's just, like, who is fully confident in his suit... And all of those attributes that are applied to it really sh- like show in the decision making and the fighting of that character. Mm-hmm. In this one, you're right; he is kind of just this acrobat. That's fine. He's a black. He's the Black Panther. Like a, pan- a panther's supposed to have these characteristics, but like in that one, he's like keeping up with Captain America. He's throwing like really powerful punches and just like he's a he's a force to be reckoned with. In this one, he's just kind of like a boing 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 boing. Yeah, it's just. I didn't find it very. Look, I, I I don't have a problem with you know the acrobatics and everything like that, but you gotta give me justification for why they're moving the way that they're doing. It's just I don't think it's good research, you know. Like yeah. Batman is fully armored because he needs to be armored, but he also gets hurt. You know, he has weaknesses in his armor, and he moves mm-hmm. the way that he does because he can't take direct shots. Yeah. But if you can, you're invulnerable. Mm-hmm. So. You don't need to do any of that anymore, right? It's like like Superman. He doesn't dodge things. He doesn't worry about being hit by bullets. He takes yeah. it in the eye and it bounces off of him. So yeah, 
Yeah, I, I thought that they made a lot of really weird choices in this film, and it, it looked pretty bad at the yeah. end, too, like, in the end. It, it just felt, mm -hmm. everything about it just felt a little wrong and not just there was out so of place. much green screen studio work to the point where i i wrote down a <laughs> his council room i wrote jedi council on coruscant oh yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. you really do get those vibes like this film yeah. is not going to age well it's it's not man like it they, like it it already doesn't like no, it's it's it, been you out put for it up what a year yeah well it, it the day it came out it was like this does not compare like this is not up to snuff for this production house or this uh whatever this studio Marvel yeah. to do. Like I was like this felt a, a little bit out of place. I mean like even Ant-Man mm -hmm. um and uh Doctor Strange like they at least had like stuff felt good and right in those films. This mm -hmm. one just it, it was just stylistically every component to it just just didn't it felt disjointed and i i couldn't get on board with it yeah no me neither and like like forrest whitaker as the what i guess he's the priest the uncle priest yeah he like, was the yeah again like such a weird casting choice honestly well i like i like forrest whitaker i think he's a great actor um, in this and he's not in this no, <laughs> there, no but there you go <laughs> I, like that's the thing it, it kind of feels a bit like a star wars uh prequel thing right you have yeah, you, you have all this Jackson talent for no you reason. Have a, yeah you have a bunch of people and that should be doing a good job and it the, the end result just didn't sh reflect the talent that they had at least in the film and and they're proven talent even the, the even the black panther like he's a decent actor and i mm -hmm. i enjoyed him in what i saw before so I, again that's why i felt super I wonder if it just comes down to to direction. Maybe I, I'm not familiar with who the director is. I don't know his other work, but that could be a huge part of it. Usually is a huge part of it. But I, I didn't yeah. think the writing was great either. It felt pretty half baked most of the time. Yeah, but, um, and I, again, I th I don't I don't necessarily think that they I I commend them for trying to bring some real purpose into this film. But and uh, and I'm not saying that I, that that we've talked about this already. Like these types of things can be very impactful, relatable. They can transcend race and gender, whatever you want to talk about. Like a good film should yes. do that. Yes, absolutely. Um, and that the theme should ring should just be it should be calling out truths and making those yeah. things re relatable and understandable. And those themes should carry through. With this one again, it just felt like. Here's the theme that everybody's hearing about these days. Yes. Um, without much, you know, back to it, I guess. It just it's like here's the theme. There's a bunch of it, things that should be inherent with it that you should that everybody'll just get. And like if yeah. you don't get it, you're not woke. Exactly. You know? And that's why I said like this film just felt so PC and so woke. Like I think for me what encapsulated this film in a nutshell and like the message of today is when they go to the other king to find T'Challa to give the guy the Black Panther power and the women are speaking to him and then when the white guy tries to speak to him he just starts barking him down and he says you can't speak yeah and it was like really you're just gonna for no reason It was that that to me was the encapsulation of the message of the film in so many ways, and not maybe yeah. not the message of the film, 
but it's just the message of today that, is like shut up white people shut up white men in particular and uh yeah yeah and it's i don't know if that's like necessarily well i mean it might be purposeful but like that's the thing is like there is a society aren't necessarily just discriminatory they're not discriminatory they're just isolationists right but and I that guess they're guy in a royal... is supposed. That guy is one of. The, he's supposed to be an FBI agent. Yeah. So he's supposed to have something that can contribute. Yeah, totally. And they don't but, value him at all. Right, and and that in in that entire society, in a society that really isn't exposed to the woes of today's North American culture, you know, yeah. like they're they're in their own little bubble over here. These characters are, for some reason, in some cases, taking on those perspectives out of the blue in that in that situation. I think they're being given license to do that a little bit more because, you know, technically they're royalty and they're in a royal chamber kind of thing. Um, but uh, yes, you, but you don't you, you don't you get that get, message out no, of that, right? You don't. You got to give me you a don't justification. Feel like that's what's because he's been welcomed. His opinion's been welcomed. Welcomed in mostly every other setting, right? Yeah, and like, like he's, he's there to help. You know, he's not just there yeah. because you know he's a colonizer. Yeah, and that's uh, and that their perspective. I feel like that was kind of projected into that situation. I agree. It's like, but again, you try to just be like, okay, moving on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, these these things are definitely there, and I think that's kind of reflected. It's probably it might be something that just comes out of the writing, and like the the writer feels it maybe kind of was putting that type of stuff into there. But again, that's kind of not really um, something that I feel like was necessary to be brought out from that perspective or from that character. Well, look, if you want to do something like that, you got to justify it to me. I don't want to have to do the work of figuring out the justification of being like, okay, yeah, he's an outsider in a new country, and this is actually an internal thing, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, no. It's you like, gotta... well, why is he there then? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, the character, he has no purpose. And even when they're doing the rituals to revive T'Challa, the guy turns to him and tells him, you can't look. You know, he makes him look away. Yeah. So there's that that constant exclusion that makes the character being there that much more purposeless. So, but also there's some kind of purposeless purpose to it. It's like we're gonna put him in here so we can basically ha- get give him the backhand. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, and that's that's too bad. Like, there's the rule in writing, right? Like, um, if you know, in Act One, if there's a rifle on the wall, it has to be fired in Act Two, meaning everything has to have purpose for why it's in the scene. Or why it's yeah. in the film. And if you're not going to give a character purpose for being there, don't write him in. Yeah. So why do you think they wrote this character in? Or they're, like they must have had a greater purpose. Well, I don't know. Because he was... Because I'm trying to think back. Why is he Why I, is he there? I don't know. I don't know what he contributes to the film. I don't know how he helps anybody. Um, he just sort of takes this background seat, you know, like at the very end of the film while they're up on the stage saying that they're going to come and help Wakanda, he's just at the very, very back of the room yeah. sitting there. And so he's, like, he's like, supposed to be kind of this... He's supposed to be kind of this risk to them, and they've let him in, and they're, they're also... He's also, like, a... He's on their side, and, like, they're... He has a... He's he's representing the mercy... The mercy fields... The merciful side of Wakandans, right? And, like... Uh, and king what sorry i can't remember what his name is uh, t'challa king, t- t'challa what's his dad's name though t'chaka 
T'Chaka, right? Okay. So to King T'Challa is like he's he is like the most open and embracing of of all of the characters in the film, which is great because he's the yep. king and he's going to mm-hmm. lead them into this new era. Yep. Um, but again, they they use him this uh, FBI agent and bring him into that. But you're right. He kind of does lose like this impact throughout the film. He is kind of just this thing that's there, this character that's kind of pressing buttons every once in a while. And like, he's going to help shoot down these things. And then in the end, he's at the, at that ceremony you were talking about. And he's basically just nodding his head. It's like, well, what, what did he do? Like in the end, like he should almost be a mentor figure in that film, but he's not. Yeah. And he ha- he doesn't. Re- it's like, oh, great. He hasn't. He learned something. He has an inside perspective now, and now he can do what whatever he wants with that, right? You know, it's like yeah. good for him. He was there. He experienced Wakanda, but he didn't. He didn't really contribute all that much to it, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I I agree. I thought that he was fairly useless. And when I think back on him, it's like his most useful scene was to show that King T'Challa cares. <laughs> and then after that, he's useless. You could have done that with anybody. <laughs> yeah. And let them go. And also, speaking of anybody, like, Martin Freeman, he's a good actor, but he's a British actor, and everyone knows him as a British actor. So why is he playing an American FBI agent? Like, is there no Americans to play that part? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, you get a lot of that now. Like, people... I almost feel like it's a marketing thing for to get the British audience to, or something or yeah maybe I yeah I guess they because they already have some following but also it's kind of like there's something interesting for American audiences when they find out that their American characters are actually played by an Englishman or an Australian in the case of um uh, what's her name some Margot Robbie you know but nobody knew who Margot Robbie was in America before she did Wolf of Wall Street, right? So it's not like, oh, there's an Aussie chick. Wait a minute, she's American. It's like, there's a British guy. Wait a minute. Well, that's Why what the I'm saying. It's like, like after the f- yeah. people get are interested in them because of the fact that they're capable of doing that. They're they're able. Uh, that's why I think that they, there's a lot of success for these characters or these actors because they could play that, you know. But you're yeah. right. Like, why cast? Why cast them? I don't know. Uh, like it it, well okay so let me let me just make it clear like i don't have a problem with people playing different accents i think that's part of being an actor and if if it's justified and you do a great job great but this part is not complex enough that you need to cast a british guy to play an american any american out of acting school could have played this part well that's because this part was essentially useless <laughs> exactly yeah exactly so that's 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 where my issue is not that like he's a british guy playing an american it's like he's a british guy playing an american for no reason it's not a complex part that like martin freeman had this one special quality you know that the I casting think, people loved and all that sort of stuff it's just whatever. i think he's relatively hot right now though because he not that the hobbit is a reason for that but uh um the i think he's in fargo too isn't he oh yeah yeah and of course uh, sherlock holmes and yeah yeah so i think i think he has some you know but he's I, re- relatively recognizable so i don't yeah, know maybe there's maybe. maybe just there wasn't anybody right for that i that didn't really bother me to be honest i, I didn't okay. actually think that yeah, but he's a i can understand that yeah. though it does it does beg the question it's a legitimate question like <laughs> why i i totally agree but uh 
at the same time, I think he did a fine job with what he was given. So good for yeah, him. But, I mean, you know, yeah. uh, I, but at the same time, like he, he was, again, a pretty useless character. Let's talk so. about Andy Serkis playing the um, the South African guy. I thought he was the best actor in that film. I feel that way about Andy Serkis and everything he does. He's that so good. And that, that, again, there was an accent that's not his natural accent that was played so well that justified the purpose of him being there. I actually really like just how he's um, how he appears on screen. I find him the most interesting yeah. person to watch. And, like, his skill as an actor, for me, is just, like, I think he's probably one of the best character actors around oh yeah absolutely like, he's amazing there's no there's like his range and the amount he gets used to is just look at what he did with Gollum. like Gollum is unbelievable well just the, like they use him uh, he was in planet of the apes too yep. like he's just mm-hmm. like a motion capture guy like he's yeah. like he's he's a well, he physically, helped pioneer that yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a physically and uh, vocally fascinating character. Like his the way he again, like yeah, that's a tough accent to do too, right? Like mm-hmm. the the South African accent the, to yeah. to get that even close, I think in many cases is very difficult for a lot of people. And he's yeah, he nails it. And he's the yeah. most he's the he's a the most interesting character in the film. And then of yeah. course they just shoot him. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I know. I was like, well, why did you have him in this film? Like I, I, this is what I kept coming back to with a lot of these characters. It's like, what is your purpose? Why were you there? I don't know. And if I keep forgetting why you were there and what you were trying to do, it's, it's not successful writing. Like even T'Challa, who's supposed to be the main character. I don't feel like he is the main character. Do He's you? not. No, like, I don't he, think he is either. I you, supposed you to be his track movie, of he him. Get, yes, he gets lost in it so many times, and like, even his his internal conflict is lost. Yeah, you have to basically have that like screamed at you again in the yeah. end for you to be like, oh yeah, that's what what's really going on here. And that's where I, I what, what I was talking about at the beginning. It's like his whole cause and theme gets lost in the villains theme and it's really his the focus is so much on that you know yes yeah. and i you're just like you don't feel like there's much of a battle going on as there is just like basically B- black panther getting kind of pushed aside a little bit like yeah he just kind of disappears like everything about what he's doing just kind of you you lose it and the same thing with andy circus too like you're right you kind of forget what he's doing and he's been in a lot of the movies too and for him to get killed by killmonger is just like that was kind of a waste mm-hmm. you know because he's yeah. kind of, he's this he's this character that just keeps popping up in films and he's becoming interesting yeah and all of a sudden he just gets shot basically in the back you know, yep. like he's he's just like he's caused all these issues across the entire. I think it's three films or something like that. I can't remember. But he's appeared enough to it's like to for him to just be shot off and be like, you know, he's he's done like that by this pretty crummy villain in this pretty <laughs> lame scene. Yeah. You're just like, well, OK, fine. It's kind of representative of just like how this film just didn't really like things just felt really sudden and didn't really l- 
impact you in a way that was like okay this is really good writing or this is this, this makes me feel like this scene should be here that felt that scene to me felt like i almost was like did he even die you know right yeah yeah i was yeah. like he's probably still alive but he's not because <laughs> it was just like it didn't feel like it was like it was in a pivot a pivotal scene it didn't feel like it mattered it's just like now i'm flying yep i don't need a i can be a pilot and i'm gonna fly to wakanda with this cessna yeah <laughs> you know yeah. it's just and then he's this guy's just dead in a junkyard okay <laughs> I, I i didn't it felt it just felt really flat to me everything yeah, yeah man and like the casino scene yeah i was just gonna casino, say like, yeah dude true. they've ripped that like almost identically out of the Skyfall film. Really? When, he, when Bond goes to Macau in Skyfall, look at the set design, the way that it's set up where it's like there's two women and they're kind of like walking around and like examining everything and like talking to each other over their earpiece. It's basic. It's it's so identical. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, the I first mean, thing I thought. I'm like, wow, they just stole that scene and that set right from Skyfall. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it was the same set. It yeah, you could know. very well be. <laughs> Some stuff does get recycled over there in Hollywood. Stories certainly do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me the same thing, only uh, different. Yeah, except we'll just change a few things here and there. Yeah. The costumes would be cooler. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was, again, like I, I didn't want this film to not, I didn't want to feel this way about this film movie when i first went to see it i I wanted to like it a lot but i kind of mm-hmm. walked out of it like yeah that was that was really not uh not that great and yeah the, the first time I, I saw some of it i was um I was with some people and i walked in there watching it it's like oh cool black panther's on i haven't seen it yet and it was the the ceremonial fight the first one on the waterfall i watched all of that and honestly i was bored i just and this was my experience the second time too. I was so bored with this movie; it just wasn't interesting enough. Um, let's talk about it from a, a a superhero film, all right? So, if you're gonna do a superhero film, you gotta give us the hero's journey as a story structure and a character arc. It's the only thing that really makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. They don't actually do this with T'Challa, unfortunately. Like. You don't really have a, a strong call to action that gives him a purpose in the film. You don't have a a mentor that helps and teaches him along the way. You get sort of a little bit with the the uncle, but he's he's not prominent enough to really guide him in any sense. You don't have his like you know real struggle against society and against the odds to then have the moment of deepest dark despair where he can't do it. You don't have any of those really strong those elements in there very strongly that um that make it you know like like with thor thor is a perfect example of the story structure of the hero's journey yeah yeah he is actually a, a lot of people don't really care about thor the movie but i, I really like that's, it. that's one it, of my favorites i love it's that one film. of mine too and it's you're right it's because it really is a the hero's journey right like he gets cast out he loses everything and you want so badly for him to get that the hammer which he values so very much and it it defines him yeah and he's left he's left with nothing and then he also is left when he tries to put his when he tries to put his 
usual routine to work to get the hammer back when he goes into the that the mm-hmm. he goes and the beats site, up everybody and beats and the fights. crap out yeah. of everybody and he still and he ends up losing in the end he ends up he ends up yep. losing everything he loses confidence in himself and who yep. he is and his he, he his entire being just falls apart and you really feel that right yep. because you feel with him you don't know that he's going to go and try and pick it up and he's the only person who normally could pick it up can't he all of a sudden has lost all of his purpose and you really feel that with that character 100 percent. and and the turn is that he learns humility and it's the character turn that allows the physical turnaround yeah and you're aching for him to have that turnaround yeah. right and it's I so f- powerful when he does like you know he finally he 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 stops being the selfish spoiled brat the center of attention and he said and he and he apologizes right he goes mm-hmm. up to the the thing and he says brother i'm sorry take me instead right he yeah. sacrifices himself and that's what launches him into becoming the hero again yeah it is like that's why yeah i i agree it's i've always really liked that film a lot i've heard a lot a lot of people kind of on either like yeah i think it's great or it's okay or not, not too many people are like it's a bad movie but I've always loved it. I've watched it many mm-hmm. times yeah, because it is such a great shift in his character. Like he yeah. really starts out as like a not likable kind of, and he's, he's kind of a, he's a fool, you know, yeah. and you really end up liking him in the end. And that really set him up for a great, to be one of the best characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, when you, you when you see him in, in Infinity War and he gets Stormbreaker, that is one of the best moments <laughs> yeah like oh but Frank. again that's kind of like him continuing on to c- continuing on that journey right yeah, he's just yeah. launching into the the next phase of like he's had great he's lost everything he he's he's finally come into the role that he's supposed to be in he believes yep. he's supposed to be there and he fails everybody he f- everybody dies yeah, on, the, exactly. on the ship exactly and so then he has redemption. a new, he, he has a new purpose. He falls into that deep dark place again, yep. and he he claim he goes for redemption once again, yeah. and and yet that's... fails. Right at the end of Infinity War, he doesn't kill Thanos, which he could have done. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's he's been a really good character throughout. Yeah. Like he constantly does fail, and like that. Not to say that they didn't try to do this with Black Panther. It's just that the weight of it didn't feel. I didn't care. I didn't care that he was losing, no. and I no. wanted to. This is the thing: is like mm-hmm. you do, me, you do want I, to want to. <laughs> I I really liked this guy. I was like, this is a freaking awesome character, and yep. like, yeah. And, and, and they then, had and they had a strong enough actor that would have pulled it off well too. Totally, he fits that role yep. so well. Like he he yep. just like, I couldn't believe like somebody I'd never heard of. Um, just like immediately when I saw him in Civil War, I was like, this guy is great. Like yeah. he is like, he's, he's just like, uh, and he comes in hat like halfway through, well, not halfway through, but you know, he's not, he doesn't seem so pivotal in that movie, but like you really just, he, he, he grabs your attention right away and he carries, he carries on holding your attention throughout that film and it's just like it's so good and in this one he's it felt kind of like a dark knight situation with batman except the villain wasn't even that good he was just forced in front of you with his just lame not really working 
whole package, you know? And yeah. you're just like, I when Killmonger was on screen, I was like, oh, yeah, this get him is off. like get, get him, him off, off. <laughs> you know? Like yeah. he's not, he is not scaring me. He is not no. coming at me with no. like some. He is not challenging the status quo. Uh, in this situation right yeah. he's not shaking this world he's just kind of a nuisance yeah with this like great cause he's that the you're spoiled just like brat younger brother yeah he shows annoying. up and starts throwing temper tantrums yeah and he's like you don't you're told that he's like this incredibly skilled cia operative or whatever it was with this yeah. and he has his name killmonger and it's like okay cool great it's like i don't really get the impression that he's even that great no. at what he's doing like no. for, for everything that he's supposed to be famous for i think he's just yeah i think he's just kind of famous for being an entitled prick <laughs> yeah well that's the thing like if you have that many kills and you've dedicated your life to killing like killmonger has like you're a psychopath yeah right like there's so many elements and so many layers you could build into that character as an actor that are just not there at all man and yeah. that's what's so unfortunate. Like, when you see Bane in The Dark Knight Rises, you know, that movie is not the greatest of movies. No. But that character is great. Tom yeah. Hardy does a good job. And you're actually intimidated by him because they, they surround him in mystery. They surround him in darkness. They make him that much stronger than Batman. And even the Joker, right? Like, the Joker is such a great character, but you only see him for 20 minutes of that whole film. Something like that. It's very, very minimal. But well, you feel the, the presence is, of the Joker all the way through it. Yeah, because but and again, that's what I was saying with that film is like Batman, who in Batman Begins is a really cool and interesting character, gets mm -hmm. quite overshadowed by the Joker and frankly Heath Ledger's performance in it. Oh man, stunning. So good, but uh, obviously, like, but he's yeah. In this one, it's it in Batman, uh, Batman Dark Knight, he feels it feels like he's overshadowing him for a reason i also did feel like oh man i kind of do wish there was a little bit more balance but it's still a really great movie right yeah and the the joker you're right he's very he's a very successful character throughout history because he's always been shrouded in mystery we don't really learn a lot about this character um other than the most important stuff what his what his what he believes about the world we know we know that for sure. Mm -hmm. We see it in how he acts. Yep. He is incredibly intimidating, and he's uh, we don't we just don't need all of this like you know backstory for him to be a compelling character. He's a psychopath who has a certain perspective of the world, and it's evil. But he really does believe it to be, you know, I ideal. It's an it's an ideology, right? Like he yeah. actually. He lives this, and you can yeah. actually relate a little bit to that. Um, it's like, okay, yeah, like we are, we are. The chaos is everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And we need to embrace it. Like we should stop trying to suppress it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not saying that's the entire theme of the film, but I mean, in the in Black Panther, you have this again, this character, this villain who's we're kind of just told a bunch of stuff about him that's supposed to yeah. make him cool. And like, he really doesn't reflect that in how he acts. Yeah. He's just like, he's kind of, you're right. They didn't give him much depth or anything like that. He tried to by throwing some things out there, some themes, but it just didn't really work. It, he didn't, you don't believe it. And you're kind of given way too much screen time to this guy in the first place. I don't want to hear about Killmonger. I want to hear about how, I want to see how Killmonger 
makes Black Panther a better character. It, yes, very well said. That's a very well, good way to put it because what's so interesting about the Joker and Batman, right, is Joker says to him, it's like, we're two sides of the same coin, right? It would only, it would take only a nudge to make you like me, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that light and dark element to them where it's like, yeah, you you know what? Batman could be like that. And that's all that the Joker's trying to do is push him into being like that. So it's almost like two sides of the same personality, right? It's the the um, the the light and the shadow, but and that plays really really well. It's structured really well in that film. But the thing with T'Challa and Killmonger is that they're actually not two sides of the same coin. There's not enough point of relation in them and what they really want to do that brings the balance. They almost don't seem to fit into the same movie. You know e- exactly. Yeah, I I always I just felt like, man, he's uh, the Killmonger's just kind of this. I don't know. He he just feels like a square peg in a round hole in this whole film. He just feels so out of place. He doesn't yeah. fit into this story very well at all. I felt yeah. he just feels so jammed in there, and uh, I didn't really. <laughs> that's why I didn't find him very interesting because every time he came on screen, he just kind of conflicted with, in not a good way. He just con- he just didn't feel like he should be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, overall, I just I didn't think it was that great. And you know, I think it's fair to say here that it's it there, it's it's great that there's a this cast and crew and these people were. Um, you know they the culturally like they've they've come together to work on this set i mean i'm not saying that this isn't a first for hollywood in mm-hmm. any way and i'm yeah. not saying that there wasn't great talent on screen like i think we've both said in this entire podcast like there's so much potential here yeah but like we i don't feel like it's fair to say that this film is very good at all if i don't if it actually is lacking a lot yeah. And that's why I just don't I didn't think that it was an Oscar worthy film. And I'm not that's not to say that uh, there won't be great films in the future that are going to have um, the similar kind of setup and someone could they could do a really good job with that and deal with the same types of themes and maybe mm-hmm. do a really great job of that, too. Like you said, with uh, Hostiles. Yeah. You know, like that. I haven't seen the film. Apparently I should. Oh, but I, 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 I was blown away by it because I wasn't expecting it much from it. But then when I watched it, it was just, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. But let's let's uh, again, like, let's call this film what it is. It's it's OK at best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. uh, and it, it's a it's a pretty generic superhero film with some stuff that kind of didn't work and some artistic choices uh, from a graphic perspective that kind of were really not well done. <laughs> Uh, and that's yeah. that's not to discredit uh, everybody's hard work on the film, but again, it's just it, it, this this was, movie was given a lot of press and it was given a huge PR push, and you know, understandably. But I, I don't think uh, I feel like you it's it's you're not being honest if you're saying that this is a film that's worthy of high accolades. You know? Yeah. No, you're not. Um, one more thing. This this bothered me, and I, I'm getting really tired of seeing this sort of thing on, in movies. Like, the the general girl, his sister, whatever. It's like they kept calling her general, and they kept calling her Wakanda's greatest warrior. Now, 
if you're going to set that up in a film, but then you're going to show me that your king, your leader, is decided by ritual combat, doesn't your king then become the Wakanda's greatest warrior? And if not, why aren't you stepping forward and saying, no, I can beat this guy, I'm going to take the throne? Where's the inherent logic in that? It's just not there. Because if you're setting that up, you've got to defend it. It has to make sense. The structure of society doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I didn't, I thought that, like, overall with her character, um, that, like, she was a good actress for the most part. Like, I felt like she was well casted in that scene, but I do agree with you, like, I I didn't feel like they did much. There was a lot of showing and not, or telling and not showing in this particular film, I thought. Yep. Um, and, like, it's one thing to show her doing a, you know, kicking ass and all that stuff, but it's another thing to, yeah, say that kind of stuff. And, I mean, she held her own against uh, um, Killmonger in the Black Panther suit, right? But mm-hmm. but there was four chicks fighting one dude. Yeah, but well, she ends up fighting him alone for a little bit, and then T'Challa's um, girlfriend ends up coming in and helping out too, right? And understandably, right. I mean, they're fighting against a bulletproof uh, suit, right? A full vibranium yeah. suit. So like to hold, like I thought that was fine. I didn't mind. I didn't mind that, and I actually didn't mind her as a character either. I think she she was did a good job of like conveying or per, delivering humor um while also being uh, a fairly serious character as well and you know putting up a, a good fight and all that stuff I, I, so I think there was to a certain extent a decent job done with her and I I didn't mind her but at the same time I I didn't again I I didn't think that overall the characters were used to their full potential in that i i'm not i wasn't a huge fan of uh the technology side of this film and t'challa's sister um i yeah. thought i think that obviously she's a a comedic relief character as well and marvel historically does a pretty good job with those types of characters but for me it's not that she did a bad job of acting either it was just kind of I don't know. She she kind of felt like what kind of what what character can I compare her to? Uh, Q like a, a Dexter's Laboratory yeah, kind of. She's, she's Q from James Bond. Yeah, and uh, but like in this kind of yeah. Oh yeah, I guess Q would be a pretty good example. But again, like the the technology and all that stuff, uh, I feel like it's it's kind of weird, like how they set this whole thing up. I'm talking about Avengers in this particular instance, but like. You know, there's she's like a super genius that basically is critiquing uh, the work of uh, Tony Stark in that film, and it's like, where did you get? Where's your AI? <laughs> like, yeah, this, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Where's your you Jarvis? Figured where's all your, of this yeah. stuff, so, this stuff out. I was yeah. just like, that her character is just kind of a little bit too like over over amplified and like her genius kind of thing know, and it's kind of like this kid genius that's just like working on tech in the basement with nobody else around and she's like inventing all of this stuff like where do you find the time <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah 
I, I thought that yeah. she was probably the least believable of the characters, not oh, so much the general, but I, I didn't mind the general so much. I thought she was a interesting character in, not, in some not places. My, not my favorite. But, yeah. I, I can't say she's my favorite in the Marvel Universe. I was just like, I didn't mind her, and I thought she was decently casted, and I thought she did a good job of uh, doing what she had with that character, you know? It's it's yeah. a, it's one of these films, Dan. That I'm kind of like, you know, you you cut you expect characters like that. You don't expect this to be like a an amazing like life world changing film, and it, it really, in my opinion, shouldn't be considered that um, because of you know the the way it ended up being in the end. Uh, so, but like as a film, it's like okay, yeah. There's some entertainment value here. What really bothers me about it is like the way that this has been presented in the end is like yeah. again, it's it's where it is on the Oscar panel, right? Yeah. 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 There's a, there's okay. I I think I'll I'll stop there because there's there's a lot of other things I could go into, but yeah, maybe not be might, might not be the most beneficial discussion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Overall, I thought that I had I can't say great expectations for this film. I I never have like super high expectations for a superhero film. Um, but I did want this to be um a better representation of the character that they started out with um in Civil War which was that black Panther, and what a cool suit that was too man so good yeah and all right let's rate it and wrap this eyes. up <laughs> did you not for, first let's talk about the suit quickly did okay. you did you find the fact that they got rid of like they had his the white in his eyes basically not as like they would they would sometimes have that go away that really bothered me like it felt like old school batman um with uh michael keaton like you know the where you can like see the eyes through the suit i don't know it just bothered me so much did they I do just, that i i didn't really notice honestly oh, you didn't notice that i don't i don't oh. remember i don't remember what he looked like in uh civil war i didn't like the suit in general just because of what it did and it's like this whole like suit no suit thing where you know he just crosses yeah. his arms and that's like the catch-all for everything in the movie just cross your arms and it'll explode or cross your arms and the suit will come on and all this stuff like yeah the fact and they kept taking off the helmet all the time to get their emotional moments it was like just, yeah just leave it on or take it off or whatever like don't have a helmet don't cover the whole face it's just seems yeah. silly i thought that really bothered me about the the whole suit thing yeah. too i got you get that i got that exact same feeling when every time he'd fall down he'd be like oh face mask off and just like he's there yeah. and he's like now he has to have a conversation it's like sometimes you just want these characters to stay in their hero mode right like yes. you just like especially in that setting too it's like in the heat of battle it's just like stop doing this like j yankee out of it and like thing you know like it's like yeah. whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. it just it's too much going on and it's just like keep the pace we don't need to see that use the dialogue well and write it write a write a great script <laughs> you know <laughs> and stay yeah. in character right like we yeah. don't need that as a yep. as an audience anyway anyways all right what do you give it let's wrap it up oh man i give this i mean sometimes i liked it there's parts i liked um uh but overall like with the just how it was uh, i i have to say like visually speaking writing speaking characters um and just 
overall story i didn't find i don't find it very interesting and it does get boring at times so i have yeah. to and like my expectations for it were higher mm-hmm. mine than too. most mine too. um and i so i'd have to i can't even give this really a pass uh, i would say it's passable so uh, but i would say it's a four in my books i was gonna go with a four as well yeah 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 just i just don't really enjoy the film i thought it was very bad yeah yeah it's not the worst bad. we've rated though it's true it's getting there though yeah yeah well i guess um that does it for us here on film buffs today uh again if you want to write to us you can let us know if you think we're completely wrong if we're just stupid and you disagree with us entirely you can write to us at filmbuffschannel at gmail.com or you can send us a message on instagram at filmbuffs underscore but hey this is uh two idiots talking about a movie so two enjoy. idiots well we'll see you next time <laughs> <laughs> we will see you next time <laughs> bye-bye bye-bye Oh, 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 oh,